Blog Talk Radio. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Just a jump to the left. Put your hands on your hips. Situation report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Let's do the let's do the time warp again. You know, it's the first thing I thought of when I thought when I heard about um I was listening to the radio a couple of days ago and uh, suddenly suddenly an accuser comes forth and accuses a judge who six times has gone through strenuous background investigations by the FBI for a variety of different posts, judgeships and such. And nothing was found. Suddenly, at the 11th hour, Diane Feinstein comes up with this allegation, these outrageous allegations that Judge Kavanaugh, one of the finest individuals, at least on paper, America has to offer, has engaged in a sexual assault when he was 17, back in high school, 
Welcome, folks, to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Indeed, today is a dark day, and so is yesterday and the day before, when Democrats are desperate, desperate, and such to the extent that they would smear a good man's name for what I presume they consider to be the greater good. If they have to sacrifice one man, then so be it, I suppose. Today's date is September 17th, 2018. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Kavanaugh's former students, Kavanaugh's former high school, college classmates. His former girlfriends have come out in support of him. Everyone is coming to this man's rescue, to this man's aid, to let the the United States, the citizens of the United States know that he is a good man. An honorable man. And... It's a sad day because it takes a lot to be in the public spotlight, to be in the public eye and have everything about you scrutinized. And here the Democrats couldn't find anything at all with regard to his reputation as a judge, nothing concerning his fairness, nothing concerning his fit, fitness to be to, to be seated on the highest court, they had to go back to high school. It's embarrassing. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to take a short break. I'm gonna take a short break, and then, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about this in earnest. Cause, damn.
People come to Internet radio for any number of reasons. Among the reasons are perhaps they're tired of the pasteurized, homogenized news that they get from their TV. Or some may want their talk radio a little more raw. Well, that's what you get with Internet Talk Radio. Real people with real opinions that give you real conversation. It's not just daddy's talk radio. And it's for people who stay informed and a great way to share ideas and debate issues. Well, let's just say that Internet Talk Radio hosts don't sit in front of the makeup mirror before they go on the air. Internet Talk Radio is a fast-growing new media that allows folks to get around the dinosaur media. We Are America United is a network of patriotic radio hosts bringing you honest discussion and discourse that will keep you riveted all day. Check out radio.waaumedia.com. With the Wow Wake Up Call. Every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Wow Media Network. Join the discussion. Welcome back. Mm, technical difficulties. <sighs> Not sure what that was. But anyway, I think you get the point, don't you? Once you're down, they try to they try to keep you down. Look out, brother. You better take cover. They ain't got you one way. They got to use another. They can't get away with it every time. Because I've got your back if you've got mine. That's what Donald Trump was saying today when he spoke about his support for Judge Kavanaugh. I got your back, Judge. You're a good man. I'm not sure. A good man. Let's try it again. Chlorella is absolutely one of my favorite. This is matcha green tea. That's not chlorella. Chlorella, this is ashwagandha. Where's the chlorella? If you've ever been to Whole Foods with me, then you know I'm the guy that's obsessed with superfoods. I'm the weird dude that smells like essential oils and has a cart full of foods that most people have never even heard of. True story. Last time I was in Whole Foods over in Hillcrest, three women called me.
to get into it. That's what I wanted to do initially before we got that loud, loud, screechy, beeping noise. But but let's talk about it. So, looking back on the week's events, it occurs to me that the Democrats' new theme song should be, well, it could be Look Out. No, it could that 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 has to be Trump's theme song right now and Kavanaugh's, but the Democrats' theme song should be "Let's Do the Time Warp Again" from one of my all-time favorites, especially during Halloween time, Rocky Horror Picture Show, of which, of course, I played Brad every time I went to the theater as they. The Democrats reprise the demagogic lies and smear tactics that once worked for them, but are now failing for anyone with a memory longer than a week or two. But on the other hand, watching the Russian collusion fizzle, it might be, well, it might be another song. I'm waiting for ships that never come in. Let's start with Hurricane Florence, because it's been a bad week for the Democrats right now, and liberals, and and uh, and the news media. <coughs> oh, okay. Let's start with Hurricane Florence. It's doing it's it's done a lot of damage, and we naturally share concern for the well-being of those in its path. We do, but. It was no sooner announced than the usual demagogues claimed falsely that it was the result of climate change. And somehow pulling us out of the economically devastating and factually pointless Paris Accords, pulling out of that made the president responsible 
for the devastation, according to Democrats and pundits and any liberal talking head you could think of. Can you imagine blaming the president of the United States? I don't give a damn if it was Barack Hussein Obama. Blaming a president for the weather. I mean, how low can you go when you blame the president of the United States and I don't give a damn? You don't blame Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler for a hurricane. But somehow the Democrats have managed to blame the president of the United States as being complicit with a hurricane because he doesn't agree with their cockamamie ideas about global warming. And by somehow pulling out of the Paris peace accords and a variety of other harmful regulations that Obama put in play, somehow makes the president, a human being, complicit with the weather, i.e., e.g., ergo, a fucking hurricane. In any event, though, Florence quickly dropped from the Category 5 hurricane to a Category 1 so now, let's wait and see if the same critics credit Trump for that turn of events. Does he get credit for bringing a Category 5 to the level of a Category 1 since he's complicit in the formation of a hurricane. You heard me? All right. Now, perhaps in recognition of the storm's forced downturn, they sprang a new lie. A new lie. This time claiming that 3,000 people had died in Puerto Rico because the president's response to that hurricane was inadequate. Does that remind you of somebody? George Bush? Anybody? When Kanye infamously stated, George Bush don't care about black people. Uh-huh. When it was actually the governor and Ray Nagin, both Democrats... Ray Nagin, responsible for the city of New Orleans, who told folks, don't go. You don't have to leave your house. Just hang. It's all good. Democrats. <laughs> but somehow, George Bush got blamed for the hurricane. Anyway, let's get back on track. So, now, the president of the United States was blamed for the so-called three thousand deaths because his response was inadequate or 
because his name is Donald John Trump. In fact, the numbers were about a fifth times, a 50 times too great, about 50 times too great. But since some academics at George Washington University used a computer model along with historical data and a few death certificates here and there, they calculated that 3,000 people died. Did they go over to Puerto Rico and visit the morgues and count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10? No. Did they go by death certificates specifically and count them? No. They did a computer model on a computer screen or two in the safety of George Washington University. And they relied on historical data to come up with 3,000 deaths in Puerto Rico. Wow. Now listen to me. I'm Puerto Rican. Or at least half of me is Puerto Rican. I have family in Puerto Rico. I can tell you there weren't 3,000 deaths in Puerto Rico for that hurricane. Nope, 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 nope. Not even close. Not even half that. Doubtless, though, some frail people died because of lack of supplies and transportation. No doubt. But it's not that FEMA failed. It's that a collapsing infrastructure and grossly corrupt local government failed its duty in the face of a hurricane. The place is going broke anyway. was going broke before that time. A corrupt local government. They did not do their jobs just like Ray Nagin did not do his, which is one of the reasons why black-ass, bald-headed Ray Nagin from the great state of Louisiana, from the city of New Orleans, is languishing in a federal prison right here and now because he did not do his job. But somehow Bush got the blame. You see where we're going here, folks? Now, I'm reminded of the gross exaggerations when Katrina hit New Orleans while my man and yours, George W. Bush, was president. And the mayor and the governor did not do their jobs. It's not the only comparison between the two incidents that fits. This week, we learned that a raid on the local power company revealed that equipment delivered there to rebuild the plant and get the island up and running had been hoarded and never distributed or put into service. Think about this. I'm talking about Puerto Rico. Hoarded and never put into play. This is equipment that was delivered to Puerto Rico from mainland United States. 
Once again, the media ignored that competent federal efforts to relieve suffering were hampered by a corrupt, corrupt, incompetent local Democrat establishment. And when my man Donald Trump calls it as he sees it and as he knows it, not being the politician, but being a person who exposes bullshit, when he calls all this stuff out, he's considered to be uncouth and unfeeling. He doesn't care. He's unhinged. He's crazy. Guys, how many times have you cheated on your wife or your girlfriend and she calls you out and catches you? She's got you dead to rights. And you say, it wasn't me. Or you say, girl, you crazy. You out your damn mind. But she caught you. You busted. You cold busted. She's got pictures. She's got video. She's got satellite images. But you say, girl, you crazy. You out your mind. That's what's happening in Trump with with his Puerto Rico situation. He exposed their asses. They were exposed. Niceties and consequences be damned. He didn't put it out there for all of that. He he told the truth. And politicians, both Democrat and Republican, scurry and run for cover because they're used to misleading the public and lying and, and going with the flow, going along to get along. Trump isn't that kind of man, and I love it, and I respect him for it. He calls it as he sees it. He calls it as it is, and they call him Crazy, unhinged, uncouth, not presidential. And I'm glad he's not any of those. He's not presidential. If he's uncouth, I'm damn glad of that too. Oh, he's such an embarrassment, they say. It is not an embarrassment to me. Because with Donald John Trump, the president of the United States, you know where you stand. Every single step of the way. And don't you love that? Aren't you tired of a politician just telling you bullshit and what you want to hear all of the time? Don't you appreciate a man who tells it like it is and calls it as he sees it and says what's on his mind? Think about it. Now, while we're on the subject, television coverage of these storms is again is again exposed, and that's the word of the day, exposed, as comedic. In this case, the Weather Channel shot a scene of a reporter seeming to struggle to retain his balance in the face of strong winds. A shot that was (laughs) so embarrassing, a shot that was undermined by a casual passerby Strolling, strutting nonchalantly behind him. So let's talk about fake news, y'all. Did you hear what I said? Just in case you, you looked away or you, you went into the kitchen or something. The Weather Channel shot a scene of a reporter 
seeming to struggle to retain his balance in the face of strong winds and rain. But behind him, a passerby was just strolling along, easy as you please, like it was a nice summer day. Hmm. Fake news, anyone? It reminds me of earlier storm coverage on the day on the Today Show, in which a reporter sat in a canoe paddling through what we were supposed to believe were high waters. But behind her walked some people <laughs> in what was about an ankle-deep stream. Fake news, y'all? You be the judge. This is what it's come to. This is what it's come to. We don't know what to believe. We don't know who to believe. And all the while, a good man, Judge Kavanaugh, is being smeared because of something that he allegedly did back in high school. They, they, they had to go that far. Back in high school, he says it never happened. A guy that was in the room with him says it never happened. Several other people say it never happened. Kavanaugh says he doesn't even know this chick. <laughs> but they're desperate. How embarrassing is it right now? Let me ask some of my Democratic friends, some of my Democrat friends. How embarrassing is it right now to be a Democrat? How embarrassing is it to be a Democrat right now? Y'all have lost your damn minds. Fake news, smearing a good man. And I know what you're saying, Democrats. It's for the greater good. If we have to throw one good man under the bus to save women from having back alley abortions and blah, 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 then we'll do it. He'll get over it. But here's the problem. We're going to call the chick out. We're going to call her out. We're going to ask her, the Republicans are going to ask her to come up and talk about it in front of Congress, God, and everybody and tell her story. Then, once she tells her story, we're going to grill her on it. And then, once we grill her on it, put her on front street, we're going to bring in all the people who say it never happened. Then, we're going to bring in people who know the judge personally, his old girlfriends, his law students. Anybody and everybody to refute this chick's story, she's going to go down in flames. Game over. Kavanaugh on the bench. Democrats look like asses. As usual. Hello. This is a problem. It's a serious problem. And this is a problem with TV news. It's visual. So reporters need visual effects. 
and most of them are cropped, staged, and acted, and often, more often than not, bullshit. How can you trust the news if the newsmakers are lying to you about basic things like a storm raging and you're pretending that it's a super storm and somebody behind you just kind of strolls along like it's a summer day? Where's your credibility? Speaking of bull, the Russian collusion story, it's completely fizzled out. Even Bob Woodward, Bob Woodward, y'all, who apparently can interview a comatose witness, William Casey. Remember that? He says he interviewed William Casey on a specific day, but for six months before and after this interview and during, Casey was in a coma. So how the hell did Bob Woodward interview this dude? As you know, William Casey was a former head of the CIA. But never never mind that. He says, Bob Woodward, that he studied this for two years and was looking looking fervently for collusion, for evidence, any evidence at all, and said he couldn't find not a shred of it, even though he was looking for it. He could find no evidence at all of collusion with the Russians. The press, so deeply wedded to the idea of collusion, had a hard time honestly reporting on the Paul Manafort's plea deal this week. In fact, Manafort's plea implicated Greg Craig, Barack Obama's former White House counsel, Tony Podesta, brother of Hillary's campaign chairman, John Podesta, the law firm Skaden Arps, and former congressman Vin Weber's Mercury Group. In any event, in a sign that Mueller, Mueller, is about to shut down the witch hunt, Manafort has agreed to testify before the grand juries in D.C. and elsewhere about the activities of these people and outfits. The inquiries into Podesta, Mercury Public Affairs, and Skaden Arps are being conducted by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, but not by the Mueller team. But I've had folks text me and call me and tweet me and email me and smoke signal me and Morris code me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You boys, buddies are jumping ships like rats. They're cooperating. Uh-oh. What you got to say now, Doc? Now what? You still gonna stick by your boy? Even though his boy's a jumping ship? What up now, Doc? What's up? They don't... Either they don't know the facts, or they don't give a damn, or they're just morons. 
I'm kind of going with the moron thing, the idiot thing. Because you know what? Even if the facts were in their faces, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. But I love it because, number one, I love being smarter than everybody else in the room and in the God, on the goddamn planet. I love it, especially if you're a so-called friend or an associate of mine. I love being smarter than you. And it's easy to be smart of somebody who doesn't read, do their homework, who doesn't do their research, who just accepts shit on face value, doesn't look into it, and just accepts it because they because they want it to be true. So how my dog can be smarter than most of my friends, because even he's smart enough to know what's going on. <laughs> now. Let's get back. We know now that Manafort's plea deal is not about Trump at all. It's not about collusion. It's not about Trump. It's not about Trump's sons. It's not about Trump's wife. It's not about Trump's dog. It's not about Trump's mistress, Stormy Daniels, if in fact she can be called that. It's about some dude's Aligned with the Democrats. <laughs> wow. What a nice feather in Miller's cap. At least he's getting some scalps. But these scalps have nothing whatsoever to do with the President of the United States and collusion. Now, Politico reported, probably through tears, that as part of his pro-Ukrainian campaign, which like Tony Podesta, he failed to properly register, Manafort's group met with President Obama, Vice President Biden, and, as had been previously reported, quote, dozens of members of Congress, congressional staffers, and Obama administration officials. Now what? Now what? All you folks playing gotcha with the doctor, calling, tweeting, texting, Morris Code and a brother with your gotchas. Now what? Got your black asses. Now what? The cooperation agreement that Manafort entered into won't be about the Trump campaign. Which even NPR, even NPR, National Public Radio concedes. Rob Reiner, we all know him as Meathead on All in the Family. Remember him, that clown? Hollywood's resident political genius. He's still Meathead to me every time I see him. Jumped the gun and tweeted, Checkmate, game, set, match. The fat lady is singing. The party is over. Rob, 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 Rob. If Archie Bunker was still here, 
if only he were still here to call you meathead and dumbass and all the other things he used to call you. Because checkmate, game, set, match. The fat lady is singing. The party is over for the Mueller investigation. What a waste of time and taxpayer money. Sorry, Rob. And everybody else who tweeted and texted and Morris coded a brother. Uh, Y'all asses have been foiled by the facts. Again. And I love it. Yes, I love it. Yes, you know I do. Over the Powerline blog, Steve Hayward has more weather news for the Democrats. Hurricane Florence was downgraded to a Category 1 storm by the time it made landfall, which means it's but a puny thing compared to Hurricane Trump. The Category 5 storm that hit Washington, D.C. on January 20, 2017, and whose wind speed hasn't abated yet. Talk about a stalled-out storm. The winds of change can be like that sometimes. Hey, liberals, I've got more heavy weather news for you. Hurricane Kavanaugh will make landfall at the Supreme Court next week. Definitely a Category 5, bitches. In a Hail Mary play, so transparent that it will forever tarnish her reputation, Senator Dianne Feinstein announced that she'd received a concerning anonymous report about Brett Kavanaugh's conduct in high school, which she was referring to the FBI. The account was preposterous. Let's, I'm going to go ahead and read what she... What she, what she put out. I have a letter sent to me by an anonymous person, which he received from someone unnamed about a witness who will refuse to come forward about some peccadillo involving Daifi, her husband, and a Chinese spy when they were in high school. Should I publicly announce that I'm sending it to the FBI? Because... Diane Feinstein had some dude who was Chinese who was a spy for China working for her for like 20 years. All the while, he was spying on her and her staff for the Chinese government. Maybe the FBI should be investigating that. Now, clearly she hoped the announcement would help her in her tough nomination fight against someone farther to the left than she is. Or maybe it might persuade some weak-kneed Republican to agree to further hearings and delay Kavanaugh's confirmation until after the midterms. When, with the same religious intensity with which they believed in Russian collusion, they might retake Congress and kill it altogether. And those at the FBI responded that they weren't investigating it and would put it in the file for the president's consideration. Her 11th hour smear attempt. She had the letter in July, folks. She had the letter in July. She didn't turn the letter over to anyone 
until a couple of days ago. She met with Kavanaugh three times, privately. Nothing. She grilled him on the Senate floor. Nothing. Suddenly. Nothing else worked. He passed the grilling with flying colors. The vote was set. Confirmation all but assured, and still is. So she said, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. What the hell? Wow. Even though it fell flat, it didn't seem to assuage the less bloodlust. So now, the lady in question is going to be called to the carpet to account to talk about it. Talk about the alleged sexual assault back in high school that everybody except you said didn't happen. And that Kavanaugh was nowhere around. He wasn't even there. And everybody and their mama loves Brett Kavanaugh. Every woman on God's green earth except you has nothing good to say about Kavanaugh. Not another woman. Never, no one except you. It smacks of de- desperation. His girlfriends have come out. His his students, all female. The the female basketball or or or, or baseball team that he's everyone's come out saying this is a good man. But I guess you've been invited to come and speak. So let's hear your story, Toots, because you said you didn't want to come forward. You said you wanted to remain anonymous, but anonymous no more, baby. Come on down. The price is right. Now, back to Feinstein. Did she think that she'd be able to sit on this letter forever and not even refer it to the FBI? Hot documents have a way of getting out in this town, in every town. At the very least, when her colleagues started asking her about it, she should have owned up and told them the truth and shared it with them and then asked for their advice. And now, where are we? She's made an absolute disaster of this thing. It's got out anyway. If anything, by holding it so long, she has helped facilitate the discrediting of the woman who is accusing Kavanaugh here because it looks desperate in the 11th hour, whereas if she'd made it public before, people would have had time to process it, and the Republicans couldn't have made that accusation. But now, she's why was she holding on to it? I think it's because she didn't believe it. I think it's because Feinstein didn't believe it, but everything else has failed, so now let's just throw some shit on the wall and see if it sticks. That's what's happening. Even Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg denounced this highly partisan show that these confirmation hearings have become since she was confirmed. Though she wasn't asked about the outrageous Robert Bork or Clarence Thomas hearings, which preceded it, and were certainly, certainly part of this deal. Elections have consequences, folks. 
And so does judicial overreach. When the Supreme Court decisions are based on the text of the law, not subjective emotion, these confirmation hearings will be less irksome and less dramatic, confined to the question of competence. And when Democrats decide to abide by the election results, they and we will be better off by far, and you know it. You know it. Man. It's it's got to be tough to be a Democrat right now. I mean, if you're even just partially like I mean, how how embarrassing is it? If 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 Republicans behave this way, if Hillary was in power, I would be embarrassed. I would be. And you know, it's really hard to embarrass me. It's hard. I have no shame. I'll admit it right here and now. But if this were the other way around, I would I would hang my head in shame. I really would. This is terrible, folks. I mean, how embarrassing can it be? This is our democracy. Can you imagine, folks, from Sweden, from Norway, from France, from the UK, from Russia, watching this display? It's I'm embarrassed because even Democrats are Americans. Why would they want to air this laundry? Especially if it's not true. We'll be right back, folks. Damn. No, 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 Taylor. I'm not taking pie from you. I'm giving pie to me. You see, I... uh, I didn't have any pie, so I gave pie to me. Now, I don't have any pie, so I'm not taking pie from you. I'm giving pie to me. Mm. I don't have any more pie, and you do. You don't understand, Teller. I'm not taking pie from you. I'm giving pie to me. Thanks for cutting that piece. Now, neither one of us has any pie. So we'll find someone else who has pie. We won't take the pie from them. We'll give it to us. Now, where does Bill Gates live? So, as promised, joining me now exclusively are two of the 65 women who signed a letter vouching for Judge Kavanaugh's good character. Maura Fitzgerald, a good friend, dated Kavanaugh for a while in high school. 
and Maura Kane, who has known him since high school. They dated in college and remain friends. Uh, welcome to both of you. Good to have you here tonight. Um, Maura Fitzgerald, let me, let me start with you. When you heard this account, when you read what this accuser is saying, what went through your mind? What was your reaction? I was absolutely shocked. I just couldn't believe it. It's um, just so polar opposite of the Brett Kavanaugh that I've known for over 35 years. I was confused, surprised, shocked, and I still can't believe it. Maura Kane, what was your reaction? The very same. Um, I couldn't believe that these allegations had come out when I had been at the hearing for a couple of days and we just watched woman after woman come forward um, praising Brett and his respect for women and his professionalism and his kindness towards them. And then this at the last minute came out. I was equally shocked. Maura Fitzgerald, you know, it, all of this is, you know, this hearing that's going to happen a week from Monday. This accuser will speak. He will speak. We've all seen this before. It reminds, I think, many of us of, of the Anita Hill situation. So there's going to be a lot of delicate questions. And, and one of the questions is going to go to whether or not he was someone who drank heavily in high school and could have potentially blacked out this entire experience. Maura Fitzgerald, is that, is that a possibility? No. And all of the times, all the years that I've known Brett, even if we had a beer, he was always in complete control. And he was actually one of the guys that if we were at a social gathering, he'd be the guy to look out for other people. He was always in control. So, Markeen, they've already dredged up, you know, things that were written in high school yearbooks. He talks about something about kegs and, a, you know, some liquor reference. What, you know, a lot of people write those kind of things in, in high school yearbooks. But tell me your recollection. Did you? All right. I think you get the point. 65 women signed a letter in support of Kavanaugh. 65. But one comes out and says that he's a lech, he's a ham, he's a masher, he's a masher and a pervert. Can you imagine? The next thing you know, he likes it doggy style. And he likes to slap that ass. And that makes him a pervert, too. Because if this doesn't work, the infamous ass slapping, while doing it doggy style, someone's going to come out and say he's a pervert. And he has no respect for women. Because he slapped a woman's bottom during sex. And because he said, give it to me, baby. Just give it to me, baby. He was, he was demanding. He was, he was controlling. He was, he was. Well, he was he was just bad, bad. Oh, it's gonna come out when this doesn't work. Yeah, Kavanaugh, the Lech, the Masher, 
the ass slapper. Hmm. I guess you could also say the same about me. Hmm. Well, we'll save that for another show. Anyway, you've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and I thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back tomorrow. Hmm. Yeah. We got to keep the devil way down in the hole. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. We're out. <laughs> when you walk to the garden, you gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track If you walk with Jesus He's gonna save your soul You gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole He's got the fire and the fury At his command Where you don't have to worry Jesus' hand We'll all be safe from Satan When the thunder rolls We just gotta keep the devil Way down in the Keep the devil.